This song that we were just talking about just says that, you know, I'm sorry what I did. I just recently, that's what I did. I said, I was sorry, God. God didn't make things better, make things come together, but it got me back where I needed to be. Putting God first in my life. I just want to encourage anybody, anybody today, yes, you can tell God you're sorry. You can give me what you right now you started. Take a pen, and if you feel like writing something down, do. If not, just listen. Alright, so we're going to talk about prayer. Before I do that, uh, two things. Uh, one, this is going out to the internet via Facebook Live, so you aware of that if we ask questions. Uh, we had very, very good discussion last week about apologetics and reasons arguments for why we know what we do. Uh, 
Two, I want to give credit to my friend Mark Snowden who wrote this paper. Okay, I didn't write this, so what I'm going to do with you, I didn't. If you brought a Bible with you today, we're going to need it. If you didn't, it's okay. All right? We are going to work on a time frame at 7.30. That's 40 minutes from now. We will retire to the to the cafeteria where there are sodas and cookies and chips awaiting us. Hopefully cold sodas because they're in the cooler with ice, and we'll see if they get cold or not. Okay? So that is our target. We have 35 minutes. And if we get done sooner, because we're all working at it, then we'll go sooner. Okay? It's okay. We're going to work on it. It's two sides. And a lot of it's not just, we're just going to talk about it. We don't have to look anything up, but we're going to start by looking it up. So we're talking about praying. I've had young Christians, in fact, there's one in this room in particular, who said to me, I don't really know how to pray. I don't really know what to say to God or where to start at, right? Pray it, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today is praying. Praying is talking with God. When you pray, be frank and sincere. Tommy, who runs the... Facebook live feed, sets it up, set it up for us right now. Uh, used to pray in front of the church, and he'd say, well, God, this is what I'm thinking. Or, you know, he would just talk to him like he was talking to a friend. And there's nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't slight God or be, you know, goofy or anything. But talking straight to God is okay. And that's how Jesus taught his disciples to talk. Why do we need to pray? What goes in the blank? If we know what goes in the blank, we don't necessarily have to look it up in the verses. This, this is God's command. You should blank pray. What goes in the blank? Okay. So we say always. Are we are we sure it's always? Or are we guessing? Okay. Yes, it is always. That is the correct verse. That's the correct word. Okay. So you should always pray. So in other words, no matter what's going on, here's what we tend to do. When things are in the middle, we pray, or sometimes when they're really low, we pray, but when things are good, we forget to pray. That's how it usually goes. All right? Pray always. And then the next one says, and pray in the spirit blank, Ephesians 6, 18. Anybody know what the blank is? Okay. You like at all times? Okay. How about, um, so this is the actual verse, and we can take out of it what we want. With every prayer request, pray at all times in the spirit, and stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. So it's in the, it says, and pray in the spirit. So then the next phrase would be, I guess you could put at all times. I'll go with that. Or on all occasions. Okay? This is your need. You can. 1 Peter 5, 7. Somebody handling the Bible there? Okay? You can cast all your care or anxiety on him because he cares for you. So you can put all, you can cast all your cares on him. Okay? Dustin, what's your biggest concern in life right now? What would you like that you're really concerned about? Anything? Anything you think of? Problem needs to be fixed. Uh, a, a hurdle to be overcome. Anything? Can you name one out loud? 
Charlie, how about you? What's your biggest hurdle in life right now? Probably trying to manage all my events and stuff without having stress all the time. Okay. Yeah. So peace in the midst of so much going on, right? There you go. So according to this, you can cast all your cares on him. You can give it to him in prayer. And I think what I've figured out today, because I heard three stories from three different people, how God kind of miraculously intervened when they were just faithful and kept kind of trucking away at it. Three different people today told me that. And then they went, whoa, something really cool happened. And they weren't really, it wasn't like they orchestrated or made it happen. God just did it. Right? B, seek God's leading. So the first thing, you cast all your cares on him. Secondly, you can seek God's leading. It says in Jeremiah 33, 3, if you call upon me, I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. In other words, God will teach you. God will show you the right direction in prayer. You can seek that in prayer. Receive mercy and find grace in your time of need. Somebody have Hebrews 4.16? Therefore, let us draw near with confidence and throne of grace, and we may receive mercy and find grace and help in time of need. Okay, so there is mercy and grace provided by God through prayer. I submit to you that if you ignore the pray all the time and you ignore the casting of your cares on him, you may not find the mercy and grace. That makes sense? But Hebrews 4.16 says you can cast, you can find mercy and grace within in your time of, time of need. So you can put find mercy and grace in your time of need or whatever, however you want to write that in your own words. What things do you need to pray for? So we know Charlie needs to pray for peace in the middle of chaos or in the middle of a busy, busy schedule. What things do you need to pray for? Now you don't have to tell us, but write something on the page because God is looking. What things do you need to pray for, based on what we just read? Okay. Not be anxious about anything, but in blank, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. What was the blank? Is that is that Arden's first answer again? And all things are in everything, right? That's what goes in there, isn't it? Mine's not filled in, so we're doing this together. Everything. everything. Yep. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. Everything goes in the blank. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your blank to God. What do we put in the blank? Requests. Do you have it? Say it again? Yes, put your faith in God. That's true. But the, the verse right here, is the word is actually request. Very good. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Charlie, I think you need to memorize Philippians 4, 6-7, don't you? Or at least meditate on it a little bit. That's pretty good stuff right there for that situation. Okay? Now we're going to talk about what's in prayer. So when somebody comes to me and they said, I don't know how to pray. Okay? I don't know what to pray. That's the part we're on right now. So if you struggle sometimes, you go, okay, I'm going to talk to God. What am I going to talk to God about? That's the part we're on right now. The first part was an overview, like we can pray always, or we're commanded to pray always, and we can cast our cares on him, and we can receive mercy and grace from him. Alright? Now we're talking about what's in there. So the first part of prayer is always praise. If you come to your parents, and you talk nice to them, and then ask them for something, or you come to your parents and just straight up, mom, 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 can I have this? Which one's going to go better? Depends on what you do. It might depend on your mom, right? But if they if they basically have a good nature towards you, 
Would you come? May I please have this? Or I did get my room clean today as you asked me to do. I've done all the things you asked me to do. Can I go over to my friend's house? Right? If you go like that, then you're more likely to get what you're asking for. Okay? Praise God's nature. Who is God? Does anybody have First John 1 9? Come on in. We're almost halfway done. But I got a paper for you. Oh, there you go. Draw a line between the verse and the correct scripture of prayer. Ah, very good. Thank you well, so much. You could say he's faithful and so, just. He is faithful and just. You would talk about his character, which you could get out of 1 John 1, 9. But, so on this list, praise, thanksgiving, ask, intercession, or confession. Which one of those, that verse that he just read, which one does it fit? Read it again. Let me read it again. I agree. Anybody got it? Okay, so then which one of those on the left is it? Number five, that's correct, confession. All right, so you can draw a line right over there. And the verse, one of the things we do in prayer is we talk to God about what we've done wrong. That verse tells us if we will admit to God what we've done wrong, he will do what? And he'll help, yeah, and he'll help in a very specific way to start off with. Forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God will say, hey, I forgive you for what you've done, that through my son Jesus, and I'm going to clean you up so that you don't get the lasting negative effects in your heart and in your soul from what you did. Okay? So he's going to cleanse us from the effects of that. That's right. Once you understand it, even in the least, yeah, it yeah. takes us to a place. Wow, I can't believe he did that. Yep, exactly. All right, so let's read Philippians 4, 6 to 7 and try to match them to the left. He's got it. Anybody? Hmm. That's a tough one because there's kind of two in there, isn't there? Okay, Nicole says number two. I definitely heard the word Thanksgiving in there. You want to go with that one for now? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It says ask and Thanksgiving. I bet one of the other ones says very specifically ask. So let's. Let's one read the other it. One Very specifically. Okay, so Alicia's ahead of us a step, and she says Thanksgiving. That uh, ask it goes with Philippians four six to seven. Which one was it? Do you remember, Alicia? First Thessalonians five eight. Okay. All right. Well, let's just keep them in order. Psalms one thirty five three. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praise to His name, for that is pleasant. There's a lot of words to praise Him. Yeah, praise, 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 and praise him some more. So I think that goes with number one, right? I'll summarize this after so we're not losing the mess. First Thessalonians 5.18. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. There it is. Number two, thanksgiving. And that only leaves one. First Timothy 2.1. You got it? 
First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions, and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men. What is that called? Yeah, it's the only one that doesn't have a line next to it. Intercession. Okay, so when you make intercession for someone, you're praying for their needs. Okay, now let me go back and break it down for a second. Okay, so I want to make sure I didn't have it on the other side of the page. That's what I was saying. So praise is what? Talking about God's character, how awesome God is. So you'll hear me a lot of times in prayer I talk about what, things that God did and his giving nature. God is a giver. He's a giver. He's a servant. He is strong. He is mighty. Right? He is honest. He is holy. He is just. He's also merciful. He's kind. He's forgiving. Right? So we talk about his traits. That's praise. Thanksgiving is what do you got that's good? If you're saved, praying to God through Jesus, you're saved. You're going to heaven. That's good. Right? So nothing else. You can, you can be the worst situation ever and thank him going to heaven. Right? Um, in Uncle Tom's Cabin, the book that really affected my life, uh, there, Uncle Tom is on the barge being sold down the river. It's in the last, next to the last scene of the book. And really after, it's just a recap after that. And he's going to a slaver in Mississippi and he knows he'll die there and never see his family again. And he's laying in the middle of the boat, been beaten half to the death. And he's praying and he's weeping and he's crying because he has salvation and the people around him do not. He's praying for the people on the boat that beat him because they're going to hell and he's going to heaven. And if you have nothing else, the worst in your life, you still have Jesus, right? But you have lots of things. The truth is you have a lot more than you realize. And sometimes you start thanking God for what you have, you start realizing what you have. Okay, that's why I say count your blessings. The next one is ask. This is the one we like. And we usually say, God, please give me X. Can I have X? Will you help me with this person? Will you punish them? Will you talk to them? Will you win me a, will you win me a new car? Lord, I want this lottery ticket to win. We have people pray for all the goofy things in life. We want this. That's asking. And you can ask God for anything. Just always end with, your will, not my will be done. Right? Because if God makes you a multimillionaire and then you go to hell, you got what you wanted in this life, but you're going to regret it afterwards. So just make sure you ask God for what you want, but hopefully it's in line with what he wants for you. And you say, Lord, your will be done. And, the, and, our, and then if you mix those two together, his will and your will, ultimately your will should become like his, and you'll be praying for the things he wants for you. Instead of just whatever you feel like you want that day. That makes sense? So praise is his nature. Thanksgiving is thank you for what I have, or what somebody else has even. Asking anything you want. Intercession is asking for somebody else. Sometimes it's hard for me to pray for myself. Because I feel like humbled, you know what I mean? Like I feel bad for asking because I got so many good things. God's blessed me so when I go, Lord, please. And I'm thinking about what I want to ask for and I can't, almost can't do it. So I start praying for other people, you know, and I'm praying for people to get a job, people to get a promotion, people to get healthy, people to get whatever I think they need, whatever. And, and also I'll pray, God, give them whatever you think they need, right? And then at the end, I'll say, you know, and give me whatever I need to. Kind of like that because I get around to myself afterwards. With, so, intercession is praying for other people, and don't forget confession, because confession is breaking down the barriers, admitting to God. God says he'll forgive and cleanse them all on We're on the back side of the page, lying right along. Okay, so when you pray, and you ask God for a new car, or you ask God for a new boyfriend or girlfriend, or that your boyfriend or girlfriend would change, or for a mom or a dad, or for health for your mom or dad, or a happy home, 
or a new job or a promotion or whatever, anything you might pray and ask God, there are essentially three questions. And it's the same as if you ask anybody else a yes or no question. So I say, will you come help me with this? They're going to say yes, no, or they're going to not answer. It's maybe, well, probably, right? And all that means is I have to wait to find out yes or no, right? It works the same way with God. So you ask God yes, or you ask God a question, God says yes, you proceed as if God said yes. There's a story about a town out west, and they had a big drought, terrible drought, and the pastor said, well, we're going to pray for rain, and said, in fact, we're gonna, what we're going to do is you're all going to go home and fast, and, and pray on your own, and talk to God, confess your sins, whatever, and then you're going to come up at this day at noon, and we're all going to pray for rain. They came out there, and the whole town came out to pray for rain. And one person in the town brought an umbrella. And he said, I see you're the only one who actually has the faith to pray for rain. Right? If God says yes, it's yes. That's it. I can't tell you the number of times that God has said, this is going to happen. And I'm like, that can't happen. That, that can't go that way. I wish. I mean, I'm hoping, but I can't believe it. And God says it's going to happen, and then it happens. Hundreds, maybe thousands of prophecies in the Old Testament of what God was going to do. And he fulfilled them all. He's done them all, except the ones that are yet to come. Right? So, if God says yes, it's yes. And you need to behave as if it's yes. And if you don't behave as if it's yes, you don't really believe. And you get the yes when you believe. So that's a contradiction. God, please let me win. Okay, you're going to win. I'll give it to you. You're going to win. Okay? Then you proceed as if you're going to win. Right? If God doesn't say yes, maybe the answer is no. So you pray, and, and you get a feeling, oh, that's just doesn't feel right. God's saying, no, that, that, he's not going to do what I'm asking him to do. I just, not I think it's no, not I'm feeling pessimistic, but I feel like God is saying no, right? If God says no, then it's no, and you need to proceed as if it's no. Can God change his mind? Yes, he can. If God says no, if you ever had this happen, anybody in this room had your parents say, no, you can't go to your friend's house, and then you behave respectfully, you're like, okay, it's fine, I won't go, right? And you do your chores, and whatever, and you're getting ready to go to bed, and it's, you know what, I changed my mind, you can go. Did that ever happen? Yeah, happens, right? Absolutely. So if God says no, you behave appropriately. When he says no, you accept his no, and you move on with it, and then if he changes it, he'll let you know, Right? And then the last one is wait, not maybe or probably. God doesn't say maybe, and he doesn't say probably, right? He says wait, yellow light. God is not responding. He's not saying yes, and he's not saying no. I'm talking to God, I'm asking him, but he's not told me yes, and he's not told me no, right? So you have to wait in that area of your life. You wait and see what God is going to do. And if at some point in time God either just does it, surprise, yay, right? So... A bunch, a bunch of times as I was raising my kids, I bought them a birthday present in advance. And maybe it wasn't quite ready. And then they found out about the birthday present before their birthday came. And guess what happened on their birthday? I didn't give it to them. I may have given it to them before their birthday or after their birthday or never. I can think of one in particular in my head right now that I never gave. Because if they, if sometimes God wants to give it to you at the right time, and he knows if you get it early, you might get proud or whatever, or if you get it way late, you might get sad and struggle. God wants to give you it at just the right time. And so 
If God says no, you don't go, oh, come on, but yeah, come on, please, please, begging, right? You don't do that. And if God says yes, you don't go, yeah, you said yes, but I don't really think it's going to happen. I'm, yeah, come on, God, bring it on. Let me see it. You don't, you don't do that either. If God says yes, you behave as if it's going to happen. God says no, you behave as if it's not going to happen. He can change it if he chooses to. God says wait. You wait. You don't behave as if it's going to happen. You don't behave as if it's not going to happen. You simply wrap up in it. Right? I'm not stressing over it. Don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. Just if it, He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. So I'm just going to wait and see what he says. Right? And if you have a parent who sometimes says, well, I'll let you know tomorrow or I'll let you know later today, you know that if you treat them badly in the interim, that's more likely to make it a no, right? So it's the same way with God. If you treat, God's going to work his plan either way, but if you treat God badly because he said wait, then he's more likely to say no. All right? Okay. New attitudes that result from prayer. So the big part of prayer, that maybe the most important part of prayer is, we develop and we change. Okay? We develop and we change as we're praying. So... One attitude is, we need to have faith. We need to learn to believe. Raise your hand if you're in the room and you can say, I prayed for something and I did whether I thought I was going to get it or not, and God gave it to me. Like I can tell. It's almost a miracle. Yeah. See, so that's two-thirds of us. And some people aren't really paying attention to know whether to raise their hand or not. It's okay. All right? So the point is, we've done it. It happens. And when it happened, how did you feel? Did you go, huh, I prayed for that. Right? By the way, uh, text number two, I prayed for that. I missed by one pound. But I prayed for that. Amen. And so, Aaron's not in the room, but Aaron got good news today. You're welcome to ask him about what that's about. I prayed for that. Okay? So when I hear that I prayed for something and God did exactly what I prayed for, that builds my faith. So then when I go, I'm, I'm willing to ask God again. Right? I can ask him. You can ask him for bigger things because bigger to you. They're not bigger to him, right? Because everything's small to him. But bigger things because you believe. And if you don't pray, you don't get there. That's what happens. So prayer builds faith. And it helps us have faith. Not faith like the spiritual gift, but faith like we can believe. The ability to do so. Next thing is we have motivation. James 4, 2 to 3 says, You do not have because you do not ask God when you ask. You do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. So when we're praying, we learn what the right motives are. Right? So if you're going to waste whatever you're asking for, God's not very likely to give it to you. And then he doesn't give it to you, and you say, well, why didn't he give it to you? And you look at the way your heart was, and you realize, I was asking, but I was asking Wrongly, I was asking the wrong motive. I was if he gave it to me, I'd have just wasted it anyway. And you learn not to think like that, not to be like that. And you learn that what's the right motive? What does God want to have happen? And that's my motives. And then confession of sins. If I cherish sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. In other words, if you're actively sinning and you pray and ask God for what you want, right? Ignoring your sin. And God keeps saying no or keeps putting you through the ringer. At some point in time, you're going to go, wait, it's not working out. This is not the economy that I was expecting between me and God. It's not the way I thought it was going to go. And you're going to go, what is wrong with me? If you go, what is wrong with God? Your heart's in the wrong place. But if you go, what is wrong with me? Am I doing something wrong? And then you discover you are doing something wrong and you change it. Then God responds, cleansing you of all unrighteousness at least. 
right? And so you learn to confess your sins. So if you go to, the next time you go to pray to God, praise him, and right after you praise him, admit what you're doing wrong. And it will totally change the conversation between you and God. Go right to that next before you start asking for things. Right? Asking according to his will. So we read the Bible primarily to get God's will. But it's not the only way, but it is the primary way. Okay? We can hear from the Holy Spirit. We get in the pastor's sermon. We, we pray and God talks back to us audibly. It does happen. Not everybody hears an audible voice, but some people do. Right? And so... This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If you say, God, will let me win the lottery ticket, and it's not according to his will, he's probably not even going to listen. You understand? He's out there. She goes again. There he goes again. He's praying for that, but he's causing the problem. He's still causing the problem. He's asking for his car not to break down, but he's driving it 20,000 miles into one oil change. He's praying every day. Please don't let my car break down, but he's not changing the oil or whatever. Right? I really, he or she's praying for a good relationship with him or her, but they keep doing the stupid stuff that screws up the relationship. They're still doing it, but they keep asking me to fix it. Right? If you throw all the garbage that normally goes in the garbage can on the floor, you're going to be the one picking it up. And if you don't, you're going to be the one walking on it. But if you put it in the garbage can, somebody else might take it out. Now, not always, but somebody else might. And if you ask somebody else, they almost certainly will if they're being reasonable, right? You say, hey, can you take that out this time instead of anything? Most people would say yes, but they might still say no. But God might not be like that. If you put your your garbage in God's can, confessing, admitting, praying according to his will, then he's going he's gonna to handle it. His word says he'll handle it. He'll take care of it for you. Last one, praying with a faithful heart. They should always pray and not give up. And that's where we started at. You recognize that verse? Somebody's like, oh man, I don't know, you want me to pray every day, like all the time? Yeah, but the more you pray, the more you're going to want to pray. The more you realize the power you have available, not human power, not power to manipulate things, right? But the power that's in God to change your life, to change, he can affect you, he, he has a plan for you, he has, he has all the blessings. You just be found faithful, and if it doesn't seem to go the way you want, trust that it's going. Just be found faithful and pray. And the more you pray and talk to God, the more you're going to want to pray and talk to God. Okay? The more capable of it you'll be. Hints for effective prayer. These are hints that you can use. Man needs to pray in Jesus' name. I, I met with a young couple who was in the church, and uh, they would pray. They're praying every day, praying every meal, praying at night whatever. And they said, we pray all the time, but nothing ever happens. And I said, well, do you pray in Jesus' name? And they said, no. And I'm like, well, we're called to pray in Jesus' name. Only, only through Jesus can man come before God. John 14, 6 says, I am the way and the truth of life. No man cometh unto the Father except through me. Right? So if you pray, you say, God, please help me. And at the end, you say, amen. But there's no in Jesus' name, or you're not at least thinking. You don't have to, it's not words like sorcery. You're thinking, you know you're praying in Jesus' name. If you're doing that, then that works. But if you're not doing it, how does God know you're talking to him? Because God's the one who says you come through, only through Jesus. He said that. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. So if, you, if he says you only come through Jesus and you just pray, God, please help me right now. Please help me, God. How does, how do you know? Like, because you know, they, like Allah is also a God. Right? He's not actually. He's a false god. But the people call him God. And so on. There are lots of gods. Zeus was God. 
right? And say again? Yep, all of those were golf gods of that day. And if they said God, they could have been talking to Odin, they could have been talking to Poseidon, they could have been talking to Zeus, any of them. But when you're praying in the name of Jesus, that prayer is addressed. It's got a stamp on the envelope. It's going to God. Now, that's why we need to take it seriously and do it with praise and, and all of these things that we're talking about. Ending your prayer with amen means praying subject to God's will. When you say amen, amen in the Greek comes from amen, and it means so let it be. Meaning, basically what you want, Lord. It, so when you say amen, there's a little bit of as you want. But still doesn't hurt to pray like Jesus did. Your will not my will be done. Okay? Literally the word amen means truly or so let it be. Or so be it. Prayer has many parts. Praise, thanksgiving, request, intercession, and confession. Remember that? We just talked about it with all this. Praise. Nicole, what's praise? All right. When you praise God, what are you doing? Give me an example. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. So what would you say? Give me one example of something you might say to God that would be praise to him. Keep it simple. It doesn't have to be anything big. Okay, there you go. That's a way of doing it without words, almost. You'd almost do that without words. You can say, God, I heard you when you said this. I did that. You know, Basically, that's an expression of love. You might say, God, you're good. God, you're strong. God, you're big. God, you're old. You know, God, That's a good thing. He's old, and it's good You know, that he's old. He's older than all of us. He's not old like aging. He's old like he was here before anything. Yeah, so... He's not an old man, because he's not a man. Okay, so praise. Somebody give me an idea, an example of thanksgiving. What are you thankful for, Solo? Anything. The fact that I'm able to Amen, that's great. So you're productive, you've got income. That's, that's compounded. I'm productive, I've got a job, I've got the income, I'm okay, I, I can buy things if I want, I'm free to spend my money, I'm free to save, I'm free to invest. That's a whole bunch of stuff, and that's all from God, right? And so that's all thanks in God, thank you for this, thank you for my headphones, thank you for my shoes, thank you for my job, you know, all of those things. It doesn't matter where they come from, right? So you're still grateful you got them, okay? So that's, you're just thanking him for whatever. When you pray and think like you're at a birthday party and everything you have was a birthday gift. And say thank you for all of it. If you don't get around to asking for stuff, it'll be okay. God will take care of you. Okay. And then requests, asking for what you want to see happen. Intercession's a little different. Asking for what you want to see happen in other people's lives. Okay. And then confession is admitting what you've done wrong to God. And hopefully with the heart of being done with it. God, I lied. I don't want to do that anymore. I, forgive me for that. Help me don't do that anymore. Right? And then he says he'll, he'll forgive and he'll cleanse of all unrighteousness. And then there is no limit on time or place of prayer. There are some suggestions. right? You should definitely have private prayer that's between you and God. And corporate prayer is another thing where we all pray together or pray with a brother or pray with a sister or pray with a friend. right? Because when people unite in prayer and agree, that's powerful too. But there's no set rules of where and there are no limitations of when or how long except where did we start at again? At all times. At all times. So if you get really good at it, you're going to be doing it all the time. You'll be doing it before you eat, after you eat. 
during eating with friends, with family, all the time. And once you realize that this is one of the things that has the greatest impact on life, you'll do it as a habit, as a, like breathing. Right? Okay. So, we're going to pray. Let's see how much clock is. We did really good. Okay, so we're going to pray. And then we have uh, sodas and chips and cookies in the cafeteria. Okay, so two times out of the month, uh, the adults, and, you, and this is one of those, are going to go to the adults, and you can go to the cafeteria together, and we'll have like a time of fellowship for the last 15 minutes. I'll get you in one second. And then, uh, no, I, I said that backwards. One time out of the month, we're all going to the cafeteria. Two times, the youth will be going to the gate crasher room, and for their snack and desserts and fellowship and play games and stuff. And then one time, there will be a something special that RJ has planned. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna expose that. Okay? So that's between the youth and the, and RJ. And the rest of us will so basically the adults can go to the cafeteria for this ten to fifteen minutes every week. Alright? Now what you have to say? Yeah, just real quick, uh, I was gonna play the doubt guy. I feel like yeah, it's questioning everybody could say in their hearts and not saying it, but like, well that's good for you, but that may not work for me. I'm not very a praised person. I don't really get excited about everything. Um, you know I don't, I don't know how I can do the spiritual stuff that people talk about. So the first thing I would share is, is that one, is everything starts with muscle memory anyways. Right. Just like two plus two is four. Okay, you did not learn it on your own. Even if you wanted to learn on your own, someone had to teach you. So two plus two is four because you were taught that. So if you would reach out to God, and also when we have doubts, the first thing is God does it. It's just said, God is faithful, He is just, He does not doubt, He gives whatever He says. It even says He gives without regret. There's not a moment, just like we give a gift, we're like, oh, no, no, but when God gives, it's over. There is no thinking about what He should have given or not given. So I just want to encourage all of us is that that's the first thing, is that God Himself doesn't doubt. And then secondly, it starts with muscle memory at first. But then, when you begin to see a habit, when you begin to see some kind of transaction or see some kind of investment, because yes, you you can believe without seeing, but you're going to see things. When you start to see it, it's like then you know that it can happen for right. anyone. Right. Everybody's different. Everybody goes through beginning steps. Everybody goes like for me, just my person, not take notes and that's done. It took the word of God for me. When I opened up the Word of God for myself, and I started saying, whoa, you rescued the Egyptians. Whoa, this is real history. I wasn't even taught this history. Is this really true? This, are you really who you say you are? And I started memorizing scripture saying, wow, these verses are real. Is this for me? Is this for anybody? When I myself did it, I began to fall in love with it. I fell in love. God didn't try to swoop me. He, I, he won me over because I started listening. Did you have a statement or question? Okay, so we're going to pray together. I'm going to lead us in a kind of like a model prayer following this, okay? And then I'm going to give you a chance as I do it to insert in your head or whisper to yourself or whatever the pieces, okay? So here we go. Father in heaven, you are an awesome God. You've done so many things in my life already, uh, and even the little bit I know about you, you are awesome. You're, You're giving and kind, and you've taken care of me to this point. We come praising you today. Okay, so now right now in your heads or quietly to yourself, don't you just think about something good about God. That's all. Sorry. Just think about something something good about God. Okay? 
Five more seconds. Everybody should think of something good about God. Father in heaven, we know that you gave your son Jesus Christ to pay for sins. Sins is when people do what you don't want us to do or when we don't do what you want us to do. And we did that. And everybody before us did it. In fact, the Bible says that everybody does it. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then sometimes we do it now. Somebody in this room would say, I I haven't accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And that's like the worst sin of all. Because until they do that, they're pulling back from you. And so I ask you, Lord, to help them right now accept Jesus as Lord. That means he tells them what to do and they do it. And as Savior, that means he paid the price for their sins. But for the rest of us, Lord, we know some things that we do that are wrong. Now, quietly to yourself or in your head, I just want you to think to God some one or more things that you know that you do that are wrong. These things we confess to you, God. And we ask you to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And your word says that you will, and we're claiming it today. Now, we have a lot to be thankful for. Thank you for being in this place. We thank you for the opportunity to just have a little fun together and to go get cookies and drinks and we even thank you for the warmth, even though it's kind of warm. Now, just quietly to yourself in your head or whispering to yourself, I want you to thank God for three things that you're grateful for, any three things. Don't make it too difficult. Father, we're living in a day and age where there are a lot of suffering around us and we've got suffering in family or friends and And sometimes we're going through stuff that feels good at the time, but it isn't really good. I know that there are people who need your help. There are people in this room who need your help to know how to pray, how to know you better, how to walk with you, how to be the kind of person they're supposed to be. I'm asking you, Lord, that you'd make me the kind of person that could help anybody who's willing draw close to you. I'm asking you to to continue to heal my health. Continue to work in my finances and in my home. To call my sons and daughters to be your representatives here on earth. My grandsons and my granddaughter. Make our church a beacon of light so we can do the right things and draw people closer to you. To always be with us in this place and keep us safe. Now I'm going to ask you in your head, or just whisper to yourself out loud, two things that you want God to do for you. Now he's unlimited in power and ability. So you can ask for anything. But you really want to ask according to his will. What does he want for you? He can figure that out. And if he can't, then just ask for whatever pops up in your heart. What do you want from God? Father, we lift these things up to you knowing that you can do them, claiming in the name of Jesus that you will do for us what is best for us. If we've asked for things wrongly, if we've asked for things against your will, then we ask you to forgive us that too. Set us on the right course to do the right things. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, as your word says we would, as he taught us to do. We pray to you in Jesus' name, because we know all men come to you through Jesus, or not at all. That this ability to pray is like a stepping into your throne room. We kneel before you. We raise our hands up in the air as if you were some human king, but you're so much more than that. And we pray, God, please help us. Please intervene in our lives the way you would. 
We'll be looking for miracles, what the world calls miracles, as you do incredible things. In Jesus' name. And we say, Amen. And now you know how to pray by one model, by one standard. That's biblical. Cookies, chips, and sodas are in the cafeteria. And I'm headed that way.